Hello, and Hello. welcome to the Dad and Sons Podcast, your best podcast for NFT news. Are you guys ready? No. <laughs> God, no. Not <laughs> final time. <laughs> That's all I've been sucked into. No, I played two games. Let's uh, let's uh, finish two games. Let me let me finish, finish two, two games. games. Wow. Finish two games. Okay. 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 Oh God. Okay. Yeah, they're they're, they're very small games. Um, because literally that's the oh, only God. thing that can hold my attention these days. Like, <laughs> like indie games is like the only thing. I've said this so many times. Like, I've I, I tried Doom again. It was on it's on Game Pass, dude. I could never get past that 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 room where you actually start like going around and actually learning things, and you get the two upgrades for the shotgun. I just can't get through that room. It just gets so boring for me after that. I'm I I don't know I I know some people who love Doom are just cringing right now, but I just there's something about Doom Eternal that just doesn't doesn't work with me. Well, for me, it's like if if a game is designed to last only a few hours, then everything's going to be so much more tightly compressed. And games that are long feel longer than they do when I was younger. Like like those those extra long tutorials are something that yeah. is absolutely stings worse than when you were a kid, and it felt like you had your whole future ahead of you to play all the games you wanted yeah 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 now it's just like wait a minute um yeah i i only allocated like about three or four hours today to do this and i'm still learning mechanics four hours in i don't <laughs> think i i'm gonna forget this as soon as i go to sleep or as soon as i switch to something else in my life because my life is not just video games and sleep so <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just like ah as as a kid, you could leave a, yes. a, an RPG and come back to it, and you might have some trouble readjusting. As an adult, though, I feel like if you leave a really long RPG for a week, you're just... Oh, I'm gone. You're signing a deal with the devil. You have to replay through the whole 80-hour thing to remember what happened. And I feel like it's because your your brain is not as plastic as it used to be. Like, you actually want to sleep a full 8 to maybe yeah. even 10 hours. Waking up takes so much longer than it used to, and and getting back from work takes so much longer than it used like getting in the mindset you know my life has been better um since i've been following a schedule uh, i've been going to sleep like an old man this past week man like i'll yeah dude i've been i've been stressing myself <laughs> out. i'm like so wired for like like 10 hours and then i just knock out at like nine nine <laughs> so I can get up early god yeah, i don't even dude. get home from work at nine <laughs> yeah yeah dude it's gonna be me next month i i want to make sure i get enough sleep god. because next month i'm gonna be you and i don't want to do 15 hour shifts while just having a shitty schedule it's so weird though been, like fuck. i don't know what it's like in general for other people but like when I'm so wired, when it's like a time like it is right now during work where, you know, deadlines have to be hit and there's so many things to think about and you're both full of anticipation and excitement and also stress, that you, you get home and it feels like a lull. It's not an enjoyable slowdown, right? And I kind of just vegetate by unable, one, I'm tired, so I'm unable to do things anyway. But at the same time, because my excitement levels during those moments right now of work are like so high that the coming down to come home and just like the idea of playing a video game is kind of weird like i'm just kind of like i can't really do it at the moment yeah. and it, it does feel like a weird yeah. exhausting lull 
Yeah. And unless it's like meant to be short, I don't know. I'm I I envy Liam's experience a few weeks ago playing the ramp. I would love to play the ramp these days. Yes. The idea mm. of of launching something that you could probably only get maybe two hours out of to see everything, yeah. but maybe four to six hours to have fun with the central mechanics of the thing. That sounds like, like, like heaven. And it's why I struggled to play 12 minutes. Ooh, you tried it too. You guys played it. I spoiled the ending for myself. <laughs> it kind of looks like a George Bate sort of, sort of game. It's, <laughs> I was so excited <laughs> to play this game. I saw like one trailer way back. It's just the same as like three other games that's come out this year where I was so excited. And then when I played it, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was so disappointed. It's a fucking point and click game. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to play this shit. <laughs> the facade style conversation system and yeah, yeah it's not bad either i was like oh fuck and not only that like when you first play it it's clunky um day one they patched it up a little bit it's a little bit better but it's still not polished you know like when you walk in it's just like oh i didn't hear you come in you didn't hear the fucking door like <laughs> Like, it's just, oh, my God. There's so many little things that really break you out of it. And there's some really good voice actors. I mean, really good voice yeah, actors. Yeah, it's uh, Daisy Ridley and William Defoe. Yeah, man. That's uh, that's where the budget went. That's where the budget went. It that's where the go, budget went. It didn't went. go to the gameplay, because let me tell you. <laughs> it, 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 no, okay. All right. Like, we're doing, we're very, I'm being a little bit too harsh, but... <laughs> I will admit, I got to admit, when I found out it was a point and click, I immediately was like, I'm good. <laughs> exactly, Leo. I don't know why. Exactly. Well, there are some good point and clicks. Dude, yeah, I don't know why. Point and clicks are... Uh, I liked a, a point and click before. I can't remember what it was, but it was done a certain way. And this was just so... It wasn't like a great point and click. Like, it's there's, there's no monkey island. Like, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. just... It's just there. You know, the, the, the last word of the point and click game would be like point and click adventure. And I feel like like, like you can make a room that takes <laughs> you can make a game that takes place in just in one room with people talking dramatically at each other, but I feel like you can't call it a point and click adventure. Yeah. Like uh like like the mechanics, I, I, I was hoping that there would be more of a dynamic conversation system going on, because it is it is mostly the one room. Like occasionally you you get to see a, a closet or something, right? I don't know. In all honesty, I only played so many minutes of this that I don't think I can talk about it that much, but but I did echo yeah. a lot of what I'm hearing from you guys too. Okay, so you only played a few minutes. In the beginning of it, it's it's intriguing, right? You're 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 pulling back the layers, you're figuring out what happened, and you're you're doing like really cool things to kind of figure out um the solution and and the, the solutions are are pretty easy okay then it gets to the realm of what the fuck do i do oh, in a small little tiny game. fuck yeah yeah and this like the solution is nuts like it's <laughs> not like you're and it blows your mind what what it is too you're like what what you gotta I'm buy the, the strategy what? guide. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those. And 
it's not worth beating it. I'm. I know people. Uh, some people liked that's, it. I. That's I, what kind of drifted me away was was the feeling that that it's only at its best in the beginning. Yes. It, it it did give you it gives you that nice mm, warm feeling in the beginning of like man this is cool, and then it just tapers off to just insanity for the last <laughs> bit. It's not worth beating. I would say take two if you want to if you want to see it and you and you want to enjoy the story with the voice acting, watch a gameplay. I entirely um, spoiled the ending for myself because I knew I wasn't gonna play it, but I wanted to know what the hubbubbub was about and i just i was like i'm gonna read it (laughs) what did you think about the ending without spoiling anything because i don't know anything right oh you don't that's right you don't know so it doesn't it doesn't hit yeah i I know but like it's in i mean interesting premise i think for like the amount of like different endings it has and like how you meant to get to them in obscure ways i think i would have just been massively frustrated and just been like I don't really want to do this. He doesn't know who he is, Liam. That that result that you're seeing, he doesn't know. It's basically the amnesiac. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, I remember everything. That mm. type of bullshit. Yeah. Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. There's another game. I didn't... Wait, I beat another game. What is the other game I beat? Man beats so many that, games. It's not Greek. Play. It's not Greek. Greek. Uh, Grek. Is it Grek? Grek. Grek. Memories of Azahu. That one. Is this this like Shrek's weird brother, Grek? No, it's a beautifully hand-drawn game where you get to play as three little kids. I don't know what's up with these kid games, man. (laughs) Does a game game become a kid game if it has kids in it? No. No, it doesn't. But God damn it. I play a lot of kid games now. You know what I mean? Like well, how many times do I have to play youth. a little girl? That's what I played. Ariadne of Spirits. Yeah, yeah, that's what I played. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, kids still have dreams. They still have energy. They still have happiness in their lives. Grek is is great until they ask you to play as both characters and then they ask you to play as three characters in order to control two characters at the same time and move them simultaneously throughout the world you have to hold the l trigger okay and jump the old skyward sword nonsense at the uh... same time and they both jump differently they jump differently and sometimes platforms are farther away so the girl has a float jump like Peach, and you have a double jump. So imagine trying to get to a platform or any type of platforming in this <laughs> platforming game while controlling two characters. I can't even imagine three. The AI does not control the other character. You don't switch like trying. What the fuck <laughs> is going on? With these fucking games, they, they, it looks like you're having to move them around really complicated Metroidvania levels, like big vertical shafts with a lot of uh, obstacles. It seems like you have to drop them off, do the thing, come pick them back up, and then you can call them too with right trigger, <laughs> and they'll the AI will bring them to you. But st- like, it's just 
most time-consuming bullshit. Like, it's such a good <laughs> game otherwise. <laughs> it's insane. Like, why would they do that? Like, why not? Like, <laughs> I don't want puzzles with two people. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> they saw uh, Brothers, you know, Tale of Two Sons, and they're like, that. No, We're going to do that. They they looked back at the uh, Jabu Jabu's belly level in Ocarina of Time and how you have to carry the, the princess through half the level and thought, yes! The music's good. It's fun to play. The combat is fine. It's weighty. The hand-drawn, hand-drawn scenes. I mean, it's, it's quality is great. What the fuck? <laughs> that, that, I swear, if they didn't have that feature, man... They it would have gotten so much good press. I would feel. I, I I feel it would have sold a lot. I mean, I'm pretty sure it sold a lot. Probably people didn't know it was gonna go down that road. I mean, no one has. No one has done that before. Mm. I guess it was trying to be different. Uh, everyone loves loves Ico so much, but I guess that's because the girl's AI could handle it. That's different. You're dragging her along, and then you're leaving her behind to go do stuff. This is literally you have to jump and. And do everything with all the characters. Is it's... it meant to be a co-op game instead? No. Like maybe no, that's what, single, what happens. I, I think it's a single player. It's a single player game. You're meant to do that. That's wow. that's if the they game. added controls for it, then yeah, definitely that was yeah. supposed to. It's a single player action fantasy action adventure. Looks pretty. Yeah. But I uh I Oh, it's really pretty. It's really trying pretty trying to play trine by myself and hitting a very similar roadblock of a co-op game that was clearly not meant to be played on one controller god if if they make it that you can play with two other people it's not going to happen because you don't get all three characters at the start so your friend has to sit around and wait like in monster hunter yeah yeah so yeah it's man man dude that was a good. It was almost a good game. It's almost. It was almost a good game. I was really happy to find that. Um, but uh, I have another game. But what have you guys been playing? Jesus. Well, I I tried to to give twelve minutes ago. It was it was like 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 last week with a minute. I I, I tried to find a short game that I thought I I could get through in time and ended up not being able to i i had a very busy weekend where i went out of town and saw my mom and packed eddie up in a car oh how did how did he find it how did the little man find it eddie really doesn't like parked cars he's fine when the car is moving though there is a running theme with this dog that he doesn't like very much he he scares easily he he uh he's afraid of of the rain and the thunder um there was a youtube comment this week that said something like it's nice to know eddie is the dog version of george yes yes yeah i if if i'm perfect you know projecting my problems onto this dog i guess i uh might have hit a lucky streak but yeah i (laughs) i i i don't know where my fucking time goes i tried (laughs) to play games i i i bought and installed and downloaded 12 minutes and played through the first couple loops and 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 then had to put together the the writing outline for the podcast a lot of fun news stories though but more importantly i thought everyone would appreciate hearing the story of how 
over uh, my 30 plus years of existence, I've never actually sat my mom down to watch an anime. I mean, you could barely sit yourself down to watch an anime either. So this is interesting. What? What? But but it's a movie, so it's an easy one. Oh, okay, okay. What What I've been doing in her older ages is uh, bringing over USB drives full of our all time favorite classic movies, like her stuff from from decades ago before I was born, and then some movies we we have fond memories together in my childhood, and then and then some some weird favorites of mine that I doubt she ever saw along the way. One of which is, of course, if you're going to show someone real anime for the first time you might as well start them off with my neighbor totoro and i'm telling you it was absolutely positively magical seeing this like 80 year old woman who had no idea uh what what a nippon is like actually giggle and smile at the cute little rabbit totoro's moving across the screen <laughs> and uh i i also <laughs> really really like thought it was funny that one of the first things she said was they don't look japanese to me <laughs> like, i just wanted to be like it's kind of a weird thing to say mom but you're also kind of sort of right and that's kind of why this stuff got so popular internationally and yeah. and why anime is so much bigger than the japanese live action movie industry is because when uh when a character is is drawn out and stylized, uh, uh, they they can look like whatever the viewer is going to be imagining in their head for them to look like, rather than than something they they may not identify with on a more abstract personal level. Yeah, I mean, you'll rarely find a lot of anime that has actual Japanese people or look Japanese. I think so, Satoshi Kon's uh, movies, maybe. Kind of, kind of like how Yakuza is, is like one of the few games where the models are like realistically scanned. Yeah, yeah it actually has Japanese people in it. <laughs> and and I, I also think it's like like a little funny how in the later Final Fantasy games is the models getting scanned and get more and more realistic. You can finally start to see a little bit of that eking in too. But yeah, it was it was a, a really like just magical bonding experience she's really into painting she loves watercolors and so like she adored the backgrounds the foliage the leaves the trees how how they are so good at drawing what it looks like when grass blows in the wind yeah that that was that was that was that was magical and wonderful and i also put on the list of like important george movies for for mother-son bonding time as bo burnham I, I put bo burnham's inside on on one of the drives too oh, that's that's interesting yeah it was yeah yeah i i i would have been interested to see how she could handle it and if it might have been too much for her and maybe it is because the forces of the universe decided this wouldn't happen um as it turns out her old grandma computer cannot play 1080p videos at 30 frames per second um, her old grandma Wi-Fi cannot stream them from Netflix at at, at 1080p at 30 frames per second on the <laughs> TV I was trying to blow it up at. I worked my um, millennial cable, cable cutting skills to, to get a, an offline backup copy uh, hosted somewhere out there in the, the darker reaches of the internet. And as it turns out, that file was corrupted and would not play past nine minutes. <laughs> so, like, three different mysterious technical errors prevented me from, from trying to get my mom to, to sympathize with, with millennial doomer 
angst, but she she absolutely empathized with uh, millennial anime obsession, and and I think now gets it. And I'm 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 really glad she she saw Totoro because if there's like if there's one anime yeah. that I think clearly explains why that stuff got so popular and how it taps into the irresistible cuteness of things, and also how it makes use of the animation style. Like one thing I thought about is that Totoro, most of Totoro does not necessarily need to be animated, except for the scenes with the monsters. Those are probably the only ones where big, ginormous, huge mouth, loud roar monsters probably would not look as cute in live action as they do in anime. And it's also the only part of that where like supernatural stuff happens, where live action effects and costume budget might not look so good. But besides that, it's it's still animated. I felt like that's a stark difference between Western animation where like everything is stylized and in anime a lot of uh, stuff will like look realistic instead and, and stay grounded up until the fantasy stuff starts happening. And that was, I think, new to her because she said that occasionally when she's doing her artwork, she will watch cartoons for inspiration. Cool. But that this... <laughs> But she was like, this is beautiful, but it also just looks almost like photography. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Would like you watch more anime? Fun was that the conclusion? You know, I'm thinking of maybe putting your name on the next disc Ooh. I bring over. I wonder if That's uh, a if she would mm. if she would like your name. But I'm thinking there's definitely some like wholesome cute there's a lot of wholesome cuteness out there for sure. That that are good grandma animes. Uh, maybe maybe more people should talk about that. It's probably way easier getting your 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 mom and your grandma into anime than video games for sure. If uh, if oh, you yeah. want to try to bond with them over over one of your nerdier interests, yeah. My mom would my mom would just be like, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> Why though? Why? Why? <laughs> Why, why, why hate on, on Totoro? Totoro never hurt anyone. No, I know, right? I mean, would it be like too cute for her? Would it be too wholesome? Too, too fuzzy and magical? Maybe. It'd be hard to penetrate that grizzled skin. Oh, so she wants edgier stuff. You, you want to show her Helsing then? Oh, yeah. Time to get her watching Evangelion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh God! I, you know, I still had. You know, you guys rewatched it. And I still I watched. watched that oh, shit. can I just chime in with one of the things I did recently? Well, yes, I watched the final Evangelion movie. Oh yeah, that was, was the the final, final, final Evangelion, Evangelion three point plus one point zero. So, <laughs> so, 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 how many times has Evangelion ended at this point? Let's see. What, what, what was the formula again the algebra in the title so there was the original tv show then there was the redo was that end of evangelion maybe there was where they redid the ending so they re-ended something that had already ended well i can't i can't remember i like that was so confusing and then obviously the two movies and then the second one takes a drastic turn into almost like an alternate universe and then the third one explains why these things are happening and ends differently for reasons. 
So there's Evangelion 1.0, you are in parentheses not alone. Yeah. Evangelion 2.0, you can in parentheses not advance. Evangelion 3.0, you can in parentheses not redo. And this one is Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, thrice upon a time. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? Um, I don't know. It's just... Hidekiano doing what he does with Evangelion. It's about I can't remember. It's like two. It's two and a half hours long. It's very pretty. There's a lot of nonsense. It's Evangelion. The first, the first like twenty minutes are great. From from twenty minutes to like one hour and a half, it's terrible, slow, droll nonsense, oh, and God. and then it ends climactically as you'd expect and some cool flashy animation and then then it ends trying to wrap up evangelion and it's weird because i i did ask the fifth time i did ask myself while i was watching it oh that leads me into another thing i watched recently that i would like to talk about as well but I was watching it and I was like, am I going to finish this? Am I enjoying this? I don't know whether I am. But then when it ended, I was just left with melancholy. And yeah, was like, wow, that's Evangelion. Ended. Yeah, well, maybe that was the... Uh, I, I, Evangelion's a downer, you know? Maybe the melancholy is how it's... Yeah, but it ends on a... It, I, with no spoilers, it ends on a happy note. Like, But how you take that happy note, I think, based on how they get to that point, I don't know. I don't know whether you could say it was happy or not. It's interesting to see what is essentially history in the making, right? Like, I don't I don't think anybody needs me to say how much of an understatement it would be to say how culturally effective Evangelion is in this country. It is... It is everything in Japan. Evangelion is like Pokemon. It is, it is something every single person knows about and will have... You know, it's been going on since the 90s. So it's something that has, you know, I have Japanese friends who cried at the end of the uh, the final movie because it was such a, almost like a relief <laughs> that it was over and that this cultural historic moment had finally came. You know, I don't think anybody realized how long, you know, these people have been waiting for it. And Evangelion is like a, as Anno said recently, which I don't necessarily agree with, but he said, Evangelion is for Japanese people. It's made with the Japanese mind for Japanese people. And it because it is a, you know, it's a reflection of the society they live in, according to him, and mm -hmm. the pressures of being a Japanese person. Yeah, no, I absolutely feel that. So while Evangelion is worldwide popular, not to the extent of some other anime, but it is, of course, a phenomenon outside of Japan as well. In Japan, it's like it's like nothing else. It's a you know it's huge, right? It's a cultural cornerstone. Um, so I think it coming to an end is quite an a, an incredible time to witness whether the movie was good or not was never really going. But going hasn't to matter. that happened a few times before? They, yeah, they said it's <laughs> yeah. the end. It's, it's, yeah, it's, is it really the end <laughs> this time? Can we really know for sure? Well, yeah, because I know can't make any art more. He he he. It literally like is like stabbing needles into his eyes even when he has to work on the current ones that's the vibe i was getting from the 90s ones oh yeah well uh, well yeah 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 it sent anno into like a spiraling depression so 
like like I was getting a very Metal Gear Solid impression of of this guy who wanted to wrap the thing up a while ago, didn't want to keep making the same franchise his whole entire life, and that Evangelion had kind of become more about the marketing than the storyline at this point in history. Uh, no, I don't think the marketing in Japan because it's 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 kind of like how you just use cultural artifacts everywhere, right? Like. You just see Evangelion in in museums and like the characters in weird positions. I remember the jingle on the train happening. Like it, it absolutely is. The Shin Eva Shinkansen that went around that I used to see every day. That was weird. A big purple and green train that flew through the Japanese countryside. It was pretty crazy. Uh, but no, I it, it was fine. It wasn't as good. As the only other movie I watched recently. God, I don't watch anything or play anything. Why am I here? I don't know if you guys have seen this, because it's kind of hard for people yeah, to watch at the moment. You're your expert insider insight. <laughs> yeah, that thing gets me in trouble all the time. Um, I watched The Green Knight. Oh, cool. Uh, I might, I might I be watching that soon. Have you seen it, Matt? No, I want to. Okay. I, but, you, but I have to go to the movies in order to do that. Hmm. And, you know, it's been a while since I've been to the movies by myself. You know, it's been a while since I just like, hey, you know, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to be one of those cats who's like, I'm (laughs) just going to (laughs) go. And I'm going to enjoy this movie because I want to see it. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. So how is it? I want to see Free Guy as well. And I still haven't seen that yet. Uh, I also watched Suicide Squad, but that was fine. I watched that, too. I'm not going to see Suicide Squad. That was fine. It was fine. Um, But The Green Knight. Another movie. What's wrong with Suicide Squad? It was it was fine. It was fine. Like I like okay. Quick tangent as we always do. I thought it was fine. Okay. It's the best DC movie, but is that really hard to say anything? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Go on, (laughs) carry on. Green Knight was it good? (laughs) I thought it was Guardians of the Galaxy, but with DC characters. That's what it was. I don't know if that's fair. I think it's it's like adult Guardians of the Galaxy. It's maybe? it's literally it's literally Suicide Squad where like they actually die. <laughs> they do die. They, they do die. die. And that's what's and that's what it's supposed to be. It's, the first one was not that. It's a better it's a better Suicide Squad. Hands down. Yeah, it is way better. Green Knight. Is it is it actually worth Just want to say John Cena is John Cena is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Cena is John, John, John Cena is great. Yeah, yeah John is great. Yeah. Okay, so so from John Cena to Arthurian legend, the the representation of your culture here. Yes. So and what I love mostly about the Green Knight, I've got to say, is if you watch it, you will know what I grew up in around because it's basically filmed entirely in the Welsh oh, landscape. I love that. Um, so yeah, all yeah. of those fields and, that's, and whatnot. That's, 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 that's what my tickling me too, too. Yeah. But it's very easy to be convinced that it's, you know, some medieval thing. It's weird because this, this movie entirely takes place basically in one forest. <laughs> that's it. Like one forest oh, and one no. room. Um, but it was an epic. No, it's not. It plays itself off as an epic, and the trailers are epic, but it's not. It's it's much more <laughs> asking you to think about things, and it's much more thinking about, like, the character, like, Dev Patel's character. I've got to admit, Dev Patel, what a handsome man. My goodness, yeah, what a handsome devil. Yeah. Great, great, great acting. He's a great 
But his character is not exactly likable. Gwen, Sir Gwen the Knight, not exactly a likable character. And they purposely do that. They, you know, they make him sometimes seem like he's a hero and then sometimes he's a coward and, and you know, the balance of the, you know, can he be a knight and the, the, the whole point that he's building his mythos, right? It would almost be some college kids experimental film. That's what it's like. <laughs> it's it's like that. And there's a lot of like experimental shots where he's like dead, but he's not really dead. And there's like, there's a moment where he takes mush where he eats mushrooms, right? Like he eats mushrooms because he's like out in the wilderness and he's trying to survive, right? This is not so much of a spoiler. Um, and he's trying to eat mushrooms. And then of course, the the movie plays it off like he's eating the mushrooms, but maybe he's high, but you don't really know. And then he meets these creatures of mythos and stuff. And the the movie plays with the idea of what is fantasy and what is not grounded very in yes. this grim, you know, oh, medieval yes. reality. The bicameral mind hypothesis, the total war Troy stuff. It's like, do the gods really exist or are we just having a bad hurricane season? I mean, the Green Knight, right? Like the Green Knight is summoned by magic of his. So Gwen's mother in this is... Arthur's sister, which is Mary, what's her name? I'm 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 gonna look it up, but I I, I did want to ask if the mushroom trip provides the like plausible explanation for all the the magic and mythology going on. Um, Morgan Le Fay is her name. Sorry, that's why I had M. Morgan Le Fay. So Arthur's real, yeah. So Gwen in this is uh, her son. Yeah, so it's it's kind of weird because you're like, well, his mother summons the Green Knight to create this trial, essentially, for him to become a knight or something. And it's all played off. And I've got to admit, like, it's it gives me that, it, like, it gives me that, like, chills of, like, the, the dialogue is softly spoken. And you, you, my good sir, are you a knight? Or what do you do? Is it for honor? Like, it's all that kind of prose, very, <laughs> you know fantasy english oh it's, yeah it's do very... they actually like speak with rhyming poetry sometimes kind of. and it's like i will face yeah it. for not <laughs> for not will i go to the challenge for i am a knight right like it's like that kind of stuff right oh th this sounds like my jam this absolutely sounds like my jam but i spent most of the movie watching and being kind of disappointed because i can't admit nothing really fucking happens right like in hindsight but then after, sounds like my jam. But then it after it has a really <laughs> unique ending, like a really great unique ending mm. that I was like watching it like what the fuck they pulled this out of the fire like what is this shit? And then after I finished it, I was like, damn, I can't stop thinking about that. Damn. And then I spent the whole next day thinking about the movie, and I was like, okay, didn't necessarily anyway. have the best of times watching it for two hours, but can't stop thinking about it. And now I think I really liked it. So it's one of those movies for sure. Mm. Like, like you're, 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 I think the trailer makes it seem more epic than it actually is. It's definitely not an action movie. It's nothing like that. It's all like weird, almost David Lynchian style cuts I would and love, shots and stuff like love that. Love to see David Lynch do ancient mythology or, or medieval mythology, either or. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I, it's a good watch. It's worth the wait, I think. You know, the trailers made it off to look like the hottest shit. But Deb Patel is great. All of the acting is great. Um, especially uh, Alicia Van, uh, Vankender, whatever her name is, Vikander. Um, 
She's great. Vikinger. Um, the guy who plays the king uh, uh, plays Arthur, and the woman who plays Guinevere both have like really great Welsh accents. And I'm like, yes, get in there. <laughs> Especially Guinevere. She has an amazing Welsh accent. Oh it's god, good. I'm just gonna think of Liam the whole time whenever I end up watching this. It's all it's it's great. Um Dev Patel's great because he plays this character that has a duality. If you wanna like like him and root for him but at the same time, man, sometimes you just like pick yourself up your piece of shit. Fucking, what are you doing? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. How is the costuming? Do they look a little a little modern? Because like from some of the trailers and the screenshots, it does look uh like his crown is is chiseled out of a, a machinery made out of steel and i'm wondering oh no the crown is cool from how different the real movie is if it might look a little more rustic and historical when you're watching the whole thing rather than the trailer no kind of no it, it still has a lot of you know his yeah, like yellow cape that stands out that you see a lot gets dirtied a lot but still has like that banana yellow about it and and also the the green knight himself is that the tree man the, the 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 Groot looking I've got to admit the Green Knight when it, when there are close up shots of him you can tell it's a costume you, you're like mm, that looks mm. a little rough but the fact that it's practical and not CGI I do like it I do like it and his voice is fucking sweet it's fucking sweet for who can land a blow upon me it's, it's pretty epic wanting to imagine his costume being like part of a bas relief chiseled out of stone or etched into an old woodworking carving instead of looking like it's a a modern cgi creation directly descended from from groot and the ints from lord of the rings and it's it looks like it goes both ways depending on the shot yeah it's more artistic than it is a night-based action film it's definitely its use of color is great. The fil- uh, you know, even though it does take place in literally like two sets, <laughs> mm-hmm. the cinematography is pretty incredible. Um, yeah, I think Matt, you'd you'd enjoy it for, for that aspect. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah there are some I think great. I'm, d- I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, but um, you know, nothing really looks fake in it because everything's shot outside or inside a castle, and you will have seen in the tra- you watched the trailer, right, guys? Yeah. So. Uh, this is the only point that disappointed me. And I don't know what the budget was for this film, but in the trailer, there are those giants. He sees those giants, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So those giants in the trailer, they look okay. But when in the movie you meet them and you see them up close, it definitely looks like real human beings just filmed on a CGI screen and then blown up. <laughs> it, it's so, Aww. they don't look like giants. They look like, Human actors just on a green screen. It looks really fucking weird. It looks really weird. I think uh, it sounds kind of charming, though. Like, it would be uh, cute to, to think to yourself that, um, oh, that's just a man in a costume. Like, like Godzilla movies are no less fun because it's obvious it's someone in a no, costume. No, 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 no. It's like human features. Like, like it's like a human person in make... Like, just normal makeup. Like, imagine the attack on Titan Titans, right? Even they look like humanoid, but more like giants than these characters do. It's very night and day between them. Rewatching it, they do kind of look like whenever Joel Haver needs to animate a troll or something, and it's just him without a shirt on and his belly out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like like a schlubby naked white guy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Still. 
I yeah, uh, I even now I kind of want to rewatch it. Just or at least I want to rewatch condensed versions of my favorite scenes because yeah. it does feel like it's a long movie. Like I did check the time at least three times. Like, wait, it's only been an hour. Okay. But I did watch it in one sitting. So it's pretty good. It was a good time. You make it sound real fun. You make it sound like uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, a, I think. A good time. I, yeah, I think. I think both of you would enjoy it. Definitely, I think for different reasons, but I think you would enjoy it <laughs> for sure. For sure, I think Matt, you might find it a little slow, like same as me. Really, a little bit. It has to be boring for it to be slow for me. I watched Breaking Bad, and that shit's slow. It can almost be boring. What I would be doing is looking up trivia from the actual arthur legends on my phone during all the the slow parts and having a blast doing that i didn't pull out my phone that often so that actually it tells you how that it keeps you engaged like you're like hmm i wonder what's gonna happen so it, it, that's good because uh, yeah i check my phone all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus yeah um yeah i mean i mean i watch i watch a lot of shitty movies so <laughs> then i think you'll enjoy it yeah yeah i watch a lot of shitty movies so I'll, i think i'll be okay but yeah you got uh anything else to talk about matt before we go yeah. to the news i see a couple items on your list that uh I, I, you didn't I, get I, to. I i go through a lot of things um yeah you do i do yeah well we love you for it well literally what would we do if you did <laughs> what would we do without the podcast would just be uh liam at work and george talking about hunt <laughs> <laughs> that's well, literally also, what this podcast the dog be. he's uh we would have over here napping yeah. in his bed we have Hello. another oh <laughs> well people oh, get dear. super duper pissy when they can't see eddie the the cute pictures on twitter are not enough so imagine my response just then to any dog you have seen you enjoyed and then we 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 could hear how cute he looked from your response yeah yes. exactly yes anyways arietta of spirits air uh apostrophe no, 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 no. Uh, I put, I put that there. <laughs> I was just fucking around. Arietta. Oh my of god! Spirits. I almost okay. Anyways, Arietta of Spirits. Um, this game, it's gonna be it's short explanation. Zelda clone. It's okay. cute. Uh -huh. It's cute. It's cute. It's like a origin story of something epic that could be happening. Like it's a very short and sweet. You're on the island. Your grandma died. Something happens. You know, you become a spirit warrior. Like it's it's cute. It's so cute. Yeah, I mean that's 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 pretty much it. Like if you want like a nice little short story of again playing as a kid, <laughs> because they have a lot more flexibility than old men. I'm seeing her doing a lot of roles, and I know I would not be able to. I'm starting yeah, to see a yeah. pattern here. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be like all the indie games are just you playing as kids. Or just That's all the indie games that yeah. Matt plays. Oh, really? 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 <laughs> well, no, 12 minutes is supposed to be very adult and mature, right? That's true. That's true. That's true. Actually, I did see the trailer for this on this on the Nintendo channel today. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty. 
It, it you is. say Zelda clone, which which I, I uh, want to ask a question about, and that is the dungeon to overworld ratio. Because my favorite part in every Zelda game are the cute towns, cute overworld, cute cute side stories to go through. My least favorite parts are always the dungeons. It's not a dungeon game. It's more you're exploring the island. Good. There are caves, but they're not dungeons. They're just good indoor outside yeah. <laughs> Zelda <areas. laughs> itself seems to have come to a similar conclusion, actually, yeah. come to think of it. I feel like the driving force of this would be like seeing what happens or uncovering the mystery. I wouldn't say the story is that good or anything like that, but it is it 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 keeps you intrigued enough to get through, I don't know, it's probably as short as twelve minutes. Or maybe a little bit longer than twelve minutes. Wait, it's only twelve minutes. minutes. Probably like long. four Four or five hours. <laughs> no, yeah, twelve minutes the, is only the twelve title. minutes. Title, <laughs> not the, the common nouns. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, Matt. I hope you use that as like a, a, a an indicator. It's as long as twelve minutes. It just in the future. <laughs> just say yeah, it's yeah, as yeah, long yeah. as twelve minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's as long oh, as no. twelve minutes. It's about yeah, twelve minutes long. About twelve oh, minutes no. long. Yeah, yeah. Short, sweet. We got another, another indecipherable inside joke that's gonna <laughs> catch on. Yeah, I've had meals longer than that. Um. Yeah. No. 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 It, it's it's a short and sweet one. It's you know if you want a cute Zelda clone, you look up the trailer. It looks nice enough. What is it like? Fourteen dollars. I say yeah. it's all right. I wouldn't say yeah. it's a a must buy. It it looks pretty atypical indie. Yeah. 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 yeah it's there. It, it it it. You know. I did enjoy it. <laughs> I did enjoy it for some reason. Yeah. Had good mechanics with the compared bosses to um, Death's Door though. How does it stack up to Death's Door? Zelda clones seem to be. I enjoyed this way more than Death Door. Death Door, I, I, but I didn't. I didn't actually finish that. I beat the first boss, and I was just so out of it. This had something going for it. It had me a. Re I need a reason to play the game. They introduce you to the story. Like I, I don't want to spoil too much, but like, like. A spirit comes to visit you in the middle of the night, and she freaks out. Like you know those emotions that you see in uh, I can fail and stuff like that, where mm -hmm. in the pixel art, ah, like yeah, there's a lots of that little quirky stuff like that that happens, and you're like, oh okay, and you help certain people move on into the afterlife, kind of like um that boat game that everyone likes. Oh, that I never spirit fair, spirit fair, yeah, but um. <laughs> And so you go around the island and sometimes you meet spirits that need help and they have interesting ways of how they died and why they're still there. What but do you reckon? Yeah. If you were a spirit who was tied to this dirtly earth and you couldn't pass on without dirtly. some poor child having to do your last request, what would be the unlocking quest for you mm. to... Matt, yours, of course, would be sell your NFTs. Yeah, yeah, sell my NFTs and give it to my mom. Give my mom all the money. The kid would have yeah. to log on. George, what would be yours? Uh, They'd have to finish up all the projects I'm behind on. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. They're <laughs> never going to do that. Sell all of them. Uh, Yes. <laughs> they become George. <laughs> it just gets me. Gets me they, they have to become Super Bunny Hop. I, I would pay for that life insurance policy. 
I mean, I don't disagree, actually. Mine would be something like, finish the game I'm working on. <laughs> yeah, basically, your undertaker gets to be your intern. and, and... Uh, Yeah. Do you know how to design levels in Unity? No? Ah, shit. I'm going to have to find a different guardian. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the deal here is that I would pay every single month so that I could die early uh, of a young death, and then they'd have to finish up my projects for me. And they could consider all those monthly payments beforehand as, uh, as their compensation. That's how, that's how it would work. You don't wanna, you don't wanna see what VR has to hold? You don't wanna be inside of the, the Sword Art <sighs> Online world with all the jiggly anime girls? If if there actually is gonna be a few, it's been a while since we've heard about that PSVR two news, and that was the one thing kind of keeping me holding on. <laughs> I still have hope for the future, but the past like six months to a year, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of great VR news come out since December twenty twenty ish. But yes, yes, as a matter of fact, I would put it higher on my priorities list to catch up with my old projects than than be a ghost to see what VR is like in the in the afterlife in the future if I die young. Yes, I had a depressing question about the economics of the game industry. Oh, of course. And and what what might be a, a cold, harsh reality check, and that is if Matt can testify that the 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 quality of the level design and the gameplay and the feedback and all the stuff that we did have issues with with Death's Door are not there with Ariad of Spirits. If it seems like there's two good Zelda clones around nowadays, and one of them is clearly at least tickling one of us better than the others. How come Death's Door got all the good marketing and positive reviews and no one knows about Arietta of Spirits? That's just marketing. And isn't Death's Door a uh, part of uh what was that? What's that the publisher? What's the publisher? Yeah, it's the yeah, ball. Ball. It's the ball. But the arguably ball arguably That's why they paint they they get a cut. A huge cut. Of course they're the publisher. They also get whatever percentile. But arguably death's door looks more unique it obviously it has more polish it's more of a higher production and you gotta factor that in but damn it's depressing yeah but it's a huge factor why why does triple a sell so well and get so much backing and marketing and tv spots and blah blah blah? because the horse testicles shrink oh yeah but well that's the thing i think you know you think about like the difference between something like a jrpg with you know that is generic as hell, but it has marketing for days and days and days. And then, you know, all those unique uh, indie RPGs that are all pixel art and stuff like that, they don't go anywhere. That's all like cult fandom that they spiral out of. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's kind of interesting that the three of us didn't like Death's Door, but the general consensus. I mean, that happened. I, actually, I don't think it's that we didn't like it. It was it was just it, it was disappointing. It wasn't good. Yeah, it, it mean, wasn't good enough to hold the attention. Mm. My theory was that it had better content in the second half that we never got around to. That's very that's also possible, and that's why we're not professional reviewers. We shit talk on a podcast. <laughs> that is, well, George is supposed to be, but as we've already established, a small child needs to replace him and finish all of his projects. Yeah, the death is my escape from my my deadline. Death place. is his door. Out of here. Oof. Oof. George's door. Well, you, you have coming. you have you your came. dog now. You can't leave the dog behind. So. You could just blame everything right. on the dog. Just be like, I've got to take care of the dog. Can't finish this video. And everyone be like, oh, don't worry. Eddie's amazing. No, no, you got to finish the video. <laughs> Unironically. I mean, I, but it's, it's, it's really, really depressing when I got back from my mom's house and I had to unpack the car. 
And that meant carrying a dog crate, a dog bed, a big ass backpack with a weekend worth of, of overnight supplies on my back that was also pumped up from some birthday clothes she gave me. And it took three trips and I was like sweating and panting the whole time. One of them I had to carry the dog with me because I'd I ultimately decided that would be easier than carrying him in the crate. And there was another family moving in who had like the whole family together. Everyone had their share of of heavy things to carry up and they were doing it all in one go. And and uh, when they saw me huffing and puffing with the dog, they're like, oh, he's so cute. You can have the elevator. We'll get the next one. And I just <laughs> I just I just wanted to die and have a little child finish my projects for me in that moment. <laughs> The dog is power. <laughs> the dog is power and leverage, but it also like hammers home how much like practical materialistic time you save when you have friends and family helping you out through tasks in life. Because carrying, unpacking a, a, a car from a road trip that's you and a dog turned out to be considerably more time and effort than just unpacking the car by myself. You will have to train Eddie to... Learn how to take his stuff with him out of the car. I don't think he's got the energy for that. Oh my God, <laughs> look at him. Ah, God, that is adorable. Yeah, imagine, if you will, the uh, Hal dog huddling around eggs, except there are no eggs underneath Eddie's belly, but that's what he looks like right now. Every time I see a calm dog or a calm cat that cuddles next to you, makes you want to get a pet. It makes me want to get a pet, man. It does. When lie. I see his little head tucked in his basket. Ugh, ugh. I, I just I just remember all the other shit I have to do. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, fuck that. I'd rather go over to someone else's house and be like, oh, you're so cute. Oh, look at you. You're so oh, adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I can go home. <laughs> That's true. Same with children. You're like, oh, it's Same great to wrestle and play with them. And you're like, oh, it's 5 p.m. <laughs> See you later. All right, peace. <laughs> peace. I'm going to smoke weed and get high, baby. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> we are horrible people. Yeah, truly, know, know. truly dads in name only. Never yeah. in actual action. George is the real dad, but he's always been the real dad. That's I true. am trying my darndest to make sure that that eddie is happy and healthy and, and fine and uh good lord that takes more time than i was expecting and george you've been happier because of it have you noticed i, I mean for the past two weeks this week i i kind of there is a strange of... lull this week where you're uh you're almost sounding like i was trying not to say well, that yeah. no god damn it the thing <laughs> is i'm very disappointed in myself as usual but especially this point because i didn't get to play more of 12 minutes and talk about it that that who really, cares like, about 12 minutes waste when of time when you've got a dog no offense to 12 minutes but you've got a dog who cares a dog is way more important than 12 minutes. Now, play play something else. Play. I'd rather play with my dog for 12 minutes than... Than, <laughs> than play 12 minutes for four hours. What a <laughs> sentence. What a weird sentence I just said with my mouth. Yes, yes. Uh, play 12 minutes. It takes four hours. Endlessly die until you figure out. Like, fuck, why can't I beat this fucking cop? Why? That's why? so funny. Like, can you imagine if you... You could totally kill the cop there's no reason why you couldn't kill the cop oh you can fuck that guy he's kind of a dick no i mean like like 
like every time you try to like the the regular ways, like take a knife from the stove and try to stab him. Take knife, use on cop. Yeah, and it never works. It never works. Aww. Cop is always stronger than you. I'm like, dude, like he's coming in the door, hide on the table, and fucking stab him. Like, don't talk to the cops. Just, just hide. Yeah, I, I just, games like this always drive me nuts. They always drive me nuts. Um, anyways, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that that's it for uh, that's it for me. I'm dried. Sure? I'm dried up. Are you? I there's something on here. I can't believe it. My eyes are deceiving me. But do I see a fourth item on your list on the outline? Like, there's a lot of things that I I I like dip my toe into, and I never end up talking about it. Um, but grime is one of them that I and played. it's just called grime. It's called grime and Metrovania, right? Yeah, right your wheelhouse. Right, you played wheelhouse. them all. It's it's a hard game. It feels good. Mm. Halfway point, it starts to feel boring. I can't remember exactly. This was like a couple weeks ago. Exactly what made me not want to finish. So how long to beat says 12 hours. I'm getting the vibe. Maybe they should have cut it in half. Just make a shorter game. Yeah, like... It, you, you reach the halfway point. You can upgrade your weapons now. That's part of the reason why, like, it's it's a soul. It's definitely like a souls like game, like for sure. Like you, <laughs> Soulsyvania. Yeah, you have a scaling with your with your attributes and everything like that. And you're scared to spend your points, right? Like I am. I I'm that type of dude where I play a souls game. Where do I fucking spend my points? Yeah. I don't want to put them all in fucking strength. Like, I fucking hate that about Dark Souls. Hate it. Really? It is the worst barrier entry. For, for, forget the how hard the game is. I don't give a fuck about how hard the game is. I care about being optimal in my build. At least to the point where it's not taking away from, like, me beating a boss. And I feel like that happens so much. Oh, because in the back of your head, you're worrying. Yes. Like, oh, maybe if I had a couple more points put into, yes. uh, I don't know, soul's tinge, blood tinge. That was the one in Bloodborne that you didn't want to put any points into. Yep. Oh, if only I hadn't dumped points in the useless stat, the game would be so much easier. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, the, that little bit of damage definitely helps. I mean, you know how many times you, you leave bosses on little slivers and shit? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, fuck, wow. Now I have to try to beat this boss five more times in order to get to that same exact point I was five hours ago. But yeah, like, it happens in this game, but on the it's a lot worse. Feels it feels a lot worse. You barely get enough weapons, and the weapons are all spread out, and you don't know exactly what the stats do. You're just kind of just trying to figure it out. You get little mutations that you can do with your character. They have armor that they don't tell you exactly what they do at all. It's just armor. There's no stats on it. Like, there's just so much just is left to the fucking ether. Like, you're just, you're just guessing. You're like, okay, I got this armor later in the game. I guess I put this shit on now. I explored. I got, like, hidden shit. And then that's what happens. Like, I, I do everything. I do everything. I get all the side quests. I get everything. And then I reach that halfway point. Where there is nothing, there's nothing that's grabbing me to tip over after you reach the the top of the mountain, you know? 
it should be easy from there on out, right? To just roll down the mountain. Mm. But I never take the plunge sometimes when I'm at the top right there. I'm just like, I don't feel like playing anymore. Very like, uh, poetically put. Yeah, I, I don't fucking want to. I don't want to, like, I don't even know where my stats are going to. I'm going to get a weapon. I'm going to want to use it. And the stats are not going to be right. I beat some of these, like, hard secret bosses. They drop these weapons that you can't even use yet. And it, it takes forever to to be able to use it. And once you use it, you realize that it sucks. And you spent all your points doing it. You can't reset your points. So you're just left with extra stuff that you can't extra points that you're not going to use when you're using <laughs> something else that doesn't even use the points. Like I hate that mechanic. It does not make me want to play. Otherwise I would say it's not a bad game. I just don't like that type of stuff. It, it's, it's fun. The enemies change. It, it has like a nice, uh, is it earthworm gym? No, it's this other game vector. Vector. Vector Man? Vector. Yeah. Back Sounds in the SNES. I think it was SNES. It has like this clay Genesis. feel to it. Was it, was it Genesis? It was, it was Genesis. Genesis. It was Genesis. Yeah. It does what Nintendo don't. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> well, last. <laughs> Survive. Yeah. Yeah, it looks kind of like that. The art style's great. Um, yeah, otherwise, it's, it's fun. Like... Nice, nice combat. Yeah, I've seen it banding around. Um, I like the the black hole head idea. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's 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 basically you know um, dead cells, dead cells, but mm-hmm. vector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, yeah, it's a. Uh, I I I have a feeling. I I I'm pretty sure I saw some people in a Discord playing it, and hopefully they beat it. Yeah, I think it's done uh, okay. It reviewed pretty well. Like it did review pretty well. So. I should probably jump back into it while like there's some like, oh, this is the best guide. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to cheat and use this guide. I'm going to put all my points into this, get this weapon, and then I'm good. <laughs> and now I feel like I'm actually winning. <laughs> but, you know, games like that, they want you to replay. They want you to be like, okay, you should replay, redo your build. And I'm just like, I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to do that. I don't. I don't have time to do that. Like I was I enjoying to. the way I was playing. Yeah, I like doing that on short games. Twelve hours is not short enough for that. I like doing that. So the biggest problem I have with these games, because like, great, put points into strength. I know what that's gonna do. It's gonna make my damage do whatever percentile. It's all words on a screen, right? You don't necessarily feel it because usually enemies scale with you. Right, so unless you're seeing visible numbers on the screen, you actually have no visualization of your power whatsoever. Yeah. I wish we could have something like what some games do. And I think a good example of this was Ghost of Tsushima, where the skills that you are going to look into, they have little video clips. Yeah. Like, of like what it is you're buying, right? Because that's what essentially you're doing is you're using these points as an economy to buy cooler experiences in that video game and that's what they should be right very uh triple a feeling i haven't seen that in cheap games but i see that all the time yeah but even then like in triple a games and rpgs right it's like leveling up and stats like that are just numbers right but it's only to scale with the enemies that go along right you don't necessarily if you have a game for example like bayonetta right 
your skill doesn't change, but your weapons do, right? Where, but the skill of the player inherently is there from the beginning, right? It'd be great if you could see the difference. Like, you almost know and feel like, okay, I'm going to go down this skill tree because I know I'm going to be this. You know how MMO character creators allow you to see what kind of, like, final level uh, armor you're going to have? Like, you know, the, you know, level cap armor you're going to have at the end sometimes when you're doing the character creative. Like, if you're the black mage or something, you have this fucking immense robe because it gives the player like some a goal towards and like the inspiration of like shit i'm gonna aim for that right like i'm gonna get that i want to do that and a lot of the times i think it, games miss the point of like these enticing reasons as to why experiment with stuff why do these things you oh, i can't believe i'm gonna say this you know what actually feels good um and better than this type of system is this game um have you ever heard of rabbi rabbi i think is yep. how you pronounce it ribby ribby i thought ribby ribby, ribby. ribby. weeb fucking trash <laughs> but holy shit is that game fun to rabbi play? ribby rabbi ribby oh yeah i i looked it up on steam and the key art is is little girls in swimsuits okay. yes weeb <laughs> trash <laughs> But as you fight, like, basically, they give you a hammer and they say, hey, you can only do three strings right now. But later on, as you use the weapon, you just unlock shit. Mm. And as you use it, literally, you get a, a upswing. Your combos get longer. You, you can do a down drill. All of a sudden, a fairy comes with you and you start shooting stuff. And then you can, um, it's a Metrovania too. So you unlock things by just exploring and grabbing an extra energy that you can swap the energy that the, the fairy shoots. It's a beam now instead of just like a little, little gun. Like it's just so much that just makes the game fun. Like, is this, oh, you just press this button and you do it. That's it. And you use it the more you use it. The more you use the charge shot, the more you use this one, the more you you just upgrade automatically and it just tell you what it upgrades and you're back into it. That, my friend, is fun. That is a good game. Yeah, because it, it, it feels like you're being rewarded for using a weapon you want to use that you yes. like, right? And then that, that skill of using it and persevering means you're invested in that learning loop that you then get those additional skills right instead of like it says like oh i can do 10 additional damage with melee weapons but i like using guns right but i also don't want to i don't want to miss out on this extra exactly. skill right maybe guns are the lame way to play this game in particular Word, yeah but words are hard to visualize in skill trees right like it's better to like present the player with options and then almost like you're buying into something right you're buying into an idea Right, you're spending your money on something you want to buy. By the end of this game, I want to be like a katana wheeling ninja, right? And that's the path I want to go down. I want to buy into that awesome experience the developers have given me that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rare to be able to get that right. Sometimes you gotta you gotta de dig deep. Dig deep to find something good. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> You got to fall out from the bottom of the world and fall into some weeb shit. Some ribby rabby, rabby ribby. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> I, as, as much as I hate to say it, 
over the next few episodes, we're gonna have no excuse. Because it's a normal year again, and it's August, which means big games are actually coming out. It definitely feels different than last fall. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about 12 minutes, but this week also saw the release of, I can't even believe the, the words I'm saying, Psychonauts 2 came out. It's getting really good review scores. Really good, Wait, yeah. It's not out yet, is it? Out this it's week. It's not out yet. It's oh, out okay. this week. And and it's already got a 89 on Metacritic. Um, Humankind is releasing. It's it's only got an 80. That number no, probably it's... sounds higher to Liam than. Are you gonna, uh, dude? If I got an 80, gun, I'd 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 like on a drug fueled rampage. If I got an 80, <laughs> god damn it! But but I I I am still. It really excited to check it out because any competition with established series is, is good competition. Are you going to play basically what is the new civilization? Is that what? I think so. Even if it's not great, just to see what it does differently, mm. like like a different interpretation of. I played the beginning of that. It's on it's on Game Pass. It is on Game yes. Pass. Free real estate. It, it it's it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's it's different. It's different. I didn't get through all of it uh, of the beginning, but it's. Mm. It's different. It's it's not, you know. I, I, I played I my know. strategy game for this year. Yeah. It was kind of like leveraging a lot of Crusader King stuff. Like the idea is that you have mm. more of a focus on individual rulers. The best strategy game this year. And um, unironically, actually. I can't mm. believe I got into it because I could not penetrate any of the previous I, ones. I, was, I, I honestly was thinking about it just yesterday. I was thinking about it just yesterday. And I was thinking, man. I really enjoyed playing that game. It was nonsensical <laughs> to me, but I fucking really enjoyed it. And I probably will play it again before the year's out. That was a great game. So uh, Left for Dead clones are going to start coming out. Um, Back for Blood's coming out in October. Aliens Fireteam Elite just came out. It only got a, a, well, it's coming out tomorrow. But the early reviews are, are kind of on the low end. It's a, it's a 70 on Metacritic at the moment. Most importantly, and not reviewed yet, by the time this episode comes out, No More Heroes 3 no will More be Heroes out 3. on the Switch. And I watched some video of, uh, I think some streamers and stuff are getting it early. Our tangentially associated friend from Best Friends, Matt McMuscles, uh, had a video about it. And I watched it and it looked fucking rad it looks so dumb like the original no more heroes games and i'm very excited as a fan of should, I, should i play those are they good oh you should play the first one you should play the remaster of the first one it's so much it's just fucking oh it's on steam it's like a b movie like it's a tarantino film as a game like it's dumb it's suda oh, it's great bad reviews oh shit. do you do you do you want to play no more heroes with the swipey motion controls though no <laughs> fuck that shit yeah i don't know the waggle motion back in the day was not so bad for no more heroes this you was know, supposedly one of the good ones one of the masturbating few good ones. to charge up your thing that was a novel concept back it, then it knew it played into the joke of how lame it they did. are i guess it, there is nothing i think it's very hard <laughs> to say in games that there's nothing like something and there really truly is nothing like no more heroes it is by and far the weirdest, jankiest, deadly premonition, maybe, right? Is maybe like Suter and Sweary, good friends, of course, you know, come from a same 
Japanese image of loving B-movie American stuff. And then that's what makes Deadly Premonitions, which is Twin Peaks, and then No Me Hers, which is essentially like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's rad. And I can't wait. I, I'm looking forward to playing in handheld mode No Me Hers 3, for sure. Death Loop is something I've been looking forward to, and that's only two weeks away yeah. at this point. Oh God, is that already yeah. coming out? Mm-hmm. God it's damn. happening. The industry, the the stuff we've been hearing about is finally coming out now. Wait, when does it? Two weeks. October. It oh. might be the end of the second week. No, <laughs> okay. September. No, okay. I was wrong. It, it is September. All right. <laughs> Let me get the exact September fourteenth. Just nothing next Monday. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buried. Oh, no. I, oh, no, what's happening? <laughs> this was my day. <laughs> Did you guys know that Kena Bridge of Spirits comes out tomorrow? No, it got delayed. Oh, never mind. That must have been the old release date. September 21st. It yeah. was supposed to come out. It got delayed. It was supposed to come out, but it got delayed just, just three to four weeks. That still feels like something that that I I remember putting in my far off. That looks good, but uh, nobody can play it. I saw a PlayStation 5 for $600. I no, thought you had a PlayStation 5. No, I'm trying to get one. I got an Xbox. Try, there was one for $700. There was one for $700. In, and I asked at the counter, why is it $700? And the man looked me dead in the eyes and he's like, because I can. <laughs> like, all no, right. he didn't. Really? In Japanese, he's basically like, I demand. I can. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's uh, surprisingly blunt for Japanese customer service. Yeah. Well, secondhand store. I mean, Surugaya. So I didn't get to talk about my more retro adventures that I've been going on. Um, oh god especially what led me to have a wonderful saturday evening dancing to a wee harahe zuzumaya video okay but we got we got to do it fast liam oh no it deserves a moment but uh news (laughs) george wants to talk about wwe I want to also talk about Soldier Boy owning the company Why Atari. Why are we giving that man time? Why? Because it's, yeah. it's hilarious. It's fucking Soldier Boy, dude. That man's a menace. All I want to say is that my friend, we walked into Surigaya, which is a famous retro chain in Japan, and there's one in Kyoto, and we we, we saw a huge box of like the Haruhi Suzumaya. If you've ever watched the anime, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumaya, an incredible anime from like 2008. The beginning of the end. A box of like this game that has like four figurines in it, like the perviest, weebiest figurines you had. But it was 800 yen, $8, $8. And then we were like, we have to buy it. But then we were like, but we don't have a Wii to play it on. So we looked and there was a Wii. We found a working Wii with cables and everything for five dollars. <laughs> five dollars for a Wii. For a Wii. The Wii is like easily one of the best consoles of all time. I will die on that hill. That console's fucking amazing. Five dollars. We bought that and this eight hundred yen. So for thirteen dollars, we got this. 
that's the optimal strat. Don't buy new consoles. Don't wait. Don't buy your I PlayStation swear, 5 now. If you're going to say wait 15 years. Wait 15 years to buy your PlayStation 5 it's when it's on sale for $5. Old. Oh, boy. Here we go. Save your $700 for buying a PS5 and uh, buy a Wii and Haruhei Suzumaya. Two Haruhei Suzumaya games, actually. When we had no idea what they were, we thought we were, they were visual novels, and we were playing it. We, so we had no idea they were dancing games. We were playing it, expecting a Japanese visual novel. Of course, it's only in Japanese. I we're playing through it, and then all of a sudden, it asks us to dance. And it's like a just dance version of Haruhi's Zizamaya to the songs from the show. And we were so blown away and surprised. It was terrible, but my god, I was in stitches laughing for hours trying to dance to this game. It was so funny. At this point, it's like, go searching for trash for $5, play the most random ass Japanese game that you can see and just find out what happens. It's, oh my God, I cannot highly recommend it more than just going into a retro store, finding a game that looks garbage for so cheap and then playing it and being like, I wonder what's going to happen and then going through it because we had an absolute blast for like six hours on Saturday. It was great. Oh, and the figurines were so pervy. It was terrible. Oh, God, I almost want to ask. Fine, Liam, what, what made the figures pervy? They were upskirt available. Oh, yeah. those. Those. Yeah, yeah. those. I mean, the ones you, know, you see at those uh, conventions that we, we used to go to, George. We used to. We used to. <laughs> Corona killed the, the 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 <laughs> ones where where they never show you pictures of what's up the skirt on the box, so you have to buy the figure to find out for yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh, th- yeah. this was uh, this was like straight up like you know what you're getting. You know gross. what you're getting. Like a I, what? Oh, so they so you knew what you were getting. You they they had the pictures on the box. But one of them has Harahazes and my dressed as a pirate, and that was kind of irresistible. Uh, that doesn't sound so bad as... Wait, as... do you have, like, some type of hit, hentai collection behind you or something No, no, like it's, no, yeah, 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 I didn't buy it, technically. <laughs> He's it just was like, my, yeah, 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 I do. It was my program. Look, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, wait, wait, for, in, in, entirely, <laughs> I wanted to, I don't want to defend myself here. I want to defend Harahe Zizumaya, because Harahe Zizumaya is definitely not the kind of pervy show, right? Of course, right. you can make anything pervy if it's anime, because it's anime. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Haruhi Zizumaya is an incredibly smart and funny show that doesn't really lead into those tropes usually, apart from Mikuru, who's a character that is bullied constantly by Haruhi Zizumaya, and then made to wear maid outfits. But for a job, which in Japan is not exactly far from the truth, because that happens fairly frequently in reality. Oh, I remember the the most awkward hours of of every Japanese trip. Ah. Kind of just ignore it now. Just go into the maid cafes. It is weird. Oh, oh maid cafes? I mean, yeah. we we did it once. I don't know if I want to do it a second time, but I don't exactly regret is that doing normal? it once. Is maid cafes... Maid cafes are not normal. No one goes to freaking a tourist. They're a tourist trap. Oh, okay. I was about to say. Uh, I thought that's what you said. I was like, oh, okay. Japanese men go to snack bars, which are like maid cafes, but way more sleazy and seedy than you imagine. Wait, is that the hostess bar? Wait, is the is it the bunny the bunny bar? No, no. So like, all right. So I don't know why the dichotomy of like Japanese bar culture is coming up here, but <laughs> maid cafes are like the tourist version of what essentially is in reality 
not hostess bars because hostess bars are really expensive, but snack bars, which are essentially like bars that you sit at and you are there to talk and the women who work behind the bar are there to talk to you. And it's a lot cheaper, sometimes sleazy, sometimes seedy. That sounds exactly like a hostess bar. Yeah, but hostess bars very specifically, I think people get it wrong, but hostess bars are like rich. They're like clubs. They're like for, they're for like the socialites. They're for like people with money, like businessmen with money. Snack bars are like your, your normal average Joe is able to afford, even though they charge like $10 for a pack of nuts kind of place. So to pay a girl to flatter them for an hour. Yeah. But in Japan, that's easy because the entire culture is about flattering other people. They're so polite. D- yes, exactly. I don't know how we got from this, from retro game stores to this. Yeah, I mean, I was about to ask if the experience might be similar at all to someone completely avoiding Skyrim for the 10-year gap between Elder Scrolls games these days to eventually wait all the way to 2021 to play the upcoming 10th anniversary edition remake of Skyrim, (laughs) which is apparently happening. Uh, The game's coming to next-gen platforms in November, 10 years after the 2011 original. Um, They uh, are going to put the special edition enhancements on it, uh, not being too clear if uh, they're going to be upgrading the graphics for a, a heavy next-gen overall pass. But yeah, Skyrim's getting remade, re-released yet again. Quake from 1997 is getting re-released. Out today. I guess that's all the, the, the little small stuff that's less important than Soldier Boy thinking he owned Atari for a day. Fucking Soldier Boy. What happened here? What happened to this guy? Didn't he... he so... He obviously has some want to work in the games industry for whatever reason. Yeah, you, you guys might remember a couple a couple years ago, we were talking about the uh, Soldier Boy console lineup of, uh, of Soldier Game Systems, in <laughs> which he basically resold modded PS Vitas and a Chinese knockoff of a Xbox that evidently didn't actually play Xbox games and stamped his name and branding on them, sold the Vitas without permission. Apparently had some real partnership with the Chinese knockoff manufacturers, but I don't think we ever heard anything about any, any like negative consequences facing him for um, the, the Vita reselling. He was basically selling just those those like handhold emulators. That's what they're gone saying. now. You can't buy them anymore. Yeah, but for for like a week, two years ago, you could have. But from his point of view. He, he ended up striking what we're going to assume is a marketing promotional deal with Atari, but he ended up releasing an Instagram statement saying that Atari was real proud of what he did with the Soldier game console lineup and, and that they were offering him a, a $140 million deal to buy the Soldier game company to give him a majority stake of Atari, thus making him owner and also, he said CEO, I don't know if that's how it works. But but that happened on on August 20th. He 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 did say the direct quote. I'm the owner. I just signed two deals with Atari. I'm the first rapper to ever own a video game company. Later that day, Atari posted a tweet saying, we know that the CEO of Atari is a dream job, but that owner belongs to Wade Rosen. And two days later, Soulja Boy gets really, really mad about this and, and posts this, this, this angry, profane rant with a bunch of N-words I can't say 
uh, about how 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 he just wants to to fuck Atari. Don't call me no more. Don't attach my name to to you guys. Don't send me two contracts. Damn. He posted pictures of the contract that he did sign in which it was then revealed that they were actually paying him in 140 million Atari tokens. Oh, the crypto. Which is a proprietary cryptocurrency that Atari is trying to develop to um, use as some kind of, of uh, 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 standardized backend for game microtransactions. Uh, Atari Token is a decentralized cryptocurrency that was created to become the token of reference for the interactive entertainment industry. Our goal is to have the Atari Token used as widely as possible across the interactive entertainment industry, allowing developers and publishers new options for exploitation of their products, integration of smart contracts, protection of in-game assets, and so much more. And if you go to the liquidity page to see how easily Soldier Boy can turn his uh, payments of Atari tokens into real money, it, it says, We intend to list the Atari token on as many exchanges as possible, allowing token holders to easily make exchanges for other currencies. And according to Soldier Boy, he's already gotten paid for it. As angry as he is about, I wonder what his side of the contract was, because you would assume he'd be doing promotional work and thus not talking about how angry he is with Atari. But he did say he got paid regardless. So, uh... Matt, as our resident expert here, how much do you think 140 million Atari, Atari tokens token. is worth? I've never heard of fucking Atari tokens. What the fuck? We see market cap. It is... <laughs> Alright, so it's worth 0. 0.05 cents. Oh. Yeah, they're not... They're oh. not Wait, all. 140 million of that is going to add up, right? Yeah, yeah, oh. it's, a, it's still a lot of money. It's still a lot of money. But he doesn't own the company. Yeah, it's still low. It's it's stagnated. Dang, they gave him they gave him a huge percentage of the fucking cap. Holy shit. That's why he thought he was a majority shareholder of the company himself, of the company itself. Oh. Like like I I don't know there might be a, an accountant or someone misleading him or he might not be good at reading contracts no he may yeah. not be good he's not he's <laughs> not he's not dude like listen like i grew up listening to the guy's music and seeing him on social media and shit like he's not he's not smart he's too much of a soldier boy until I'm yeah he's still in that mentality man he needs to grow up bro like there's so many rappers that yeah they have this like you see them as a oh they're just they're spitting gangster music they're probably gangsters on nah they they're intellectual beings they 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 have regular conversations just like me and you <laughs> this Not guy a- no this guy this guy is full on in the he's 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 brainwashed, man. He he had like a hit way back then. I'm not gonna read the direct quotes from his Instagram post. <laughs> yeah, ex- that's ignorance right there, man. That's ignorance. He's fucking up. He's fucking up bad. Well, he's selling soap and watches, and those uh apparently are legit. He uh he he's not bootlegging soap and watches. Apparently, yeah. whoever is managing his money got him set up with with those stores. Okay, but not with this one. Or at least he genuinely actually was under the impression that they had they had sold him Atari for the Soldier Boy brand. Yeah. The the Soldier Game brand. The best press he's ever gotten is him playing Among Us like uh, a few months ago, and that's pretty much it. 
everything else has been kind of <laughs> fuck it Although up. I guess you do bring up a point that it is still press. I I would I would have forgotten about him were it not for this stuff. True. So would have I. I mean, so if, I. if he wants to to do a more legit, better business, you can weirdly spin this kind of negative press into promotion for that. I also wanted to talk about the uh, strained relationship over the past year between sports games brands and sports developers. The brands in question are, are WWE doing their sports games with 2K Studios, who typically work with a developer called Ukes to make these games out. But in the past, for last year's one, they were working with a company called Visual Concepts. And the game ended up getting very poor reception. It, it was COVID year, so I'm guessing production was kind of a, a clusterfuck. And then what ended up happening in the sports world is that a whole bunch of wrestlers started getting uh, removed from the lineup. The, the, the term is releases. And the roster had changed significantly over the course of this year, while the game developers are simultaneously trying to develop a game for this year's roster. As a result, the developers are talking to, to journalists on sportsgamersonline.com and saying that they've been fighting really hard to get this thing delayed, that they believe in the project, that they think they can make a, a great wrestling game if they get five more months to work on it. They delayed it from November to March. And the, the reason they are citing why is because the real-life WWE is changing the roster so much to the point where they would have ended up releasing a game with the most outdated roster for any sports game of all time. Damn. And yeah, I, I, as, as, you know, weird and, and minor and small of a topic as this is, I think this brings up a lot of really important questions about how the game industry works, particularly with how sports games work and how they have to release every single year. Something that is like, like colloquially referred to in the community as, as roster updates. We were talking last week about how traditional sports games never fascinated us. They don't really latch into the hardcore gamer community but they are absolutely a pillar of the economy of it they are the top sellers they they are what normies play and what this story does is point out tension between how these two different businesses work and how hard it is going to be especially in a pen after after coronavirus with real life emergencies screwing up how the real life sports works for how the video game version works and what sort of consequences those difficulties carry like uh, how much leverage do the sports brands have over the game industry uh what kind of effects on the industry it would have if lineups and, and series of long-running legacy sports games end up going away because of tension between the two companies or if maybe that tension could be used for good things I was fascinated here. I, I'm wondering if, if you guys feel any of that or if it if it all just looks like boring business news to to you. I think annual franchises have a problem in general anyway. And mm -hmm. this was always eventually going to happen to somebody. I'm glad some series like the F1 series and stuff like that are now realizing that it's more valuable to be taking the time to make better games than it is to be pumping out annual franchises every year that have mm -hmm. minimal to no additional changes whatsoever. Yeah. I have to give props, actually, to EA for Madden and FIFA. I don't know so much about Madden. But with FIFA, they make significant updates every year now to, like, 
improved gameplay systems. It's not just the typical joke of, oh, the roster changes or the kit changes or whatever, right? Which is, of course, an exciting part if you are a soccer fan, but not necessarily if you enjoy the game. But they are making huge gameplay adjustments and always animation updates and stuff like that, right? But I do think you can't, unless you're going to make significant updates in this day and age, people expect more. People aren't just going to give out their and I saw the WWE trailer that released literally yesterday and they were, it was all about the next gen and all about that because they had the time to work on these things. So I'm hoping that more companies see the value in waiting, not having these continual annual franchises. WWE is not a seasonal based thing. It doesn't change every year like soccer season does or the F1 season or Madden season, right? It's an ongoing storyline between different wrestlers. Why does it have to have an annual game? Why can't it? Well, about money, of course. I was about to ask the question of how hasn't this part of the industry adopted to more of like a yearly big expansion instead of a yearly sequel? And yeah, the reason why is probably money. Oh, you can charge way more for a new release than you can. I, I guess I'm just surprised we're not hearing more insider stories of, of people pushing for that kind of model for, for the yearly sports games franchises. But it abs- makes absolute sense why they don't do it. Well, with with Madden and FIFA, you've got to remember that the majority of that fan base only play that game, right? So if you think if that there are people who only play that game and maybe a few others, for them, they play that every day. Over 365 days, that's a lot, right? And for them, whatever comes is new and fresh, right? They don't get the same feeling we do of playing new games all the time. So for them, an annual franchise is a long time, right? I don't know about that with WWE fans. I imagine wrestling fans is a large overlap with gamers in general. So I'm not really sure how hardcore or so that is. But we've had guests go on wrestling rants a lot on on this very show yeah exactly right i've had so many people try to get me into it yeah i don't know i think annual franchises do two things one of course it stagnates uh progress uh for those games those game franchises it really does because what can you do in 10 months you you know you spend the first two months supporting the the game right and then you're into development of course ea you've got massive teams right so they overlap what can you do in that time that is significant enough to make a difference for the end user to be like a revolutionary experience? And secondly, you stagnate every segment of the year for releases in November all the fucking time. The industry is mm-hmm. stagnated with the same titles every year. WWE wanted the game in November. The developers wanted to late a March and they did specify it. Was, it was something like the the survival elimination season and and that's november that's when they want the games to come out yeah so that stagnates it was even worse it was definitely way worse during the 360 and ps3 when it would be an assassin's creed a call of duty a fifa a madden uh you know like the same franchises every year in the same period of time and no one could release any games around that time it meant that you were playing the same games every year during that period it was a very tough time for the industry to deal with that kind of stagnation one of the reminders that we're in a more normal year than last year is that far cry 6 is coming out in in a few weeks and besides that initial announcement trailer i've seen no one in our community really really care all right digging in it's time for the mailbag yeah i hear you (laughs) rustling the the papers the letters you should do that every week here we go (laughs) that was great (laughs) Here we go, Joy. 
I stopped doing sound effects way back, didn't I? Well, well, th- not as of thirty seconds ago. <laughs> that um, was great. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll 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 do some listener questions. Wait, George. We gotta... Before we do, we need we have a Scottish update. Oh, you want to? Whatever bagpipes sound like. Alex from Scotland, and and how someone recognized his dad and son's T-shirt. He did. He says, "Hey, dance." This is on a Scottish update. We need more every week, Alex. Hey, dads and sons and dog. Oh, wow. There we go. Uh, Liam should already know where Aberdeen in Scotland is. I do know where Aberdeen is. Well, it's just out. I, he lives just outside of Aberdeen, and he randomly passed on the streets this other user who knew what the dad and sons is. Um, sadly, they did not get married. Oh, I was Damn. I was thinking anyone who who likes dad and sons is just instantly compatible with anyone else who likes dad and sons. That could be true, actually. Yeah. Maybe. What do you mean could be? It's could MIT be did a study. The science has been proven, my friend. Every fan of dad and sons is the soulmate of every other fan of dad and sons. It is possible, Alex, that you walked past your soulmate and you just don't know it yet. You'll never have that opportunity again until you try again. Yeah. He says, keep up the very okay podcast. Number one of the two Scottish fans. Alex, ooh, he's claiming to be the number one. Infighting in the community. Technically, Alex is because he was the one wearing the shirt. You hate to see the spouses fight. But, you, uh, you know, the f- even even the strongest couples sometimes have their 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 difficulties to work through. If you are the other person, get in touch. Get in touch. <laughs> yeah, and buy a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this happen. Let's make this happen. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Tell us about your relationship with Alex and what we can what we can do to improve it. Look, I'm up for us having a Scotland panel show, live show for just these two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. We we should just have it at a bar. <laughs> It'll be the only a podcast pub. panel pub. where the hosts the number of hosts <laughs> outnumber <laughs> the audience. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine I can imagine when we finally do a panel. We're gonna at least do one panel in our life. Of course. Right? Before we end this podcast. And before we end <laughs> before we end. end. <laughs> you mean before the man kills it? For for being too radical. <laughs> yes. Oh wait, George, if we don't sign up for that child soon enough, it'll be you and not the replacement who is able to keep us going. Yeah. The spirit replacement. I uh I hope they pay me in something more valuable than, than Atari tokens. I think it's gonna be interesting to see how many people are in in that room. <laughs> Can you imagine? We're just waiting, and then we come out, and we just see, like, one person. So we have... To, no, so we have two options. So we have two options. I think it's very obvious we have two options. One is we do it somewhere in Central Europe, because Europe is small, so people can travel. And predominantly, we have quite a large following in Europe. You guys are great. And our Scottish friends can come. It's a shame, because Scotland's a, an amazing country, so we should also go to Scotland. Or... Of course, we go to Saudi Arabia, you know, because we are the seventh. Wow. (laughs) But we shouldn't because that would be supporting the state of Saudi Arabia. And we know George won't let me go to North Korea. Therefore, we can't go to Saudi Arabia. Man, if you buy a metal, a a metal slug game nowadays, you're supporting Saudi Arabia. There's so much you got to pay attention to these days. I do want to play that game. It's it's too much. (laughs) It's way too much, Gene. 
and we are just human beings. I'll send you some magnet links through uh, through, <laughs> through 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 Tor. There's a new mag um not magnet game. There's a new Metal Slug game. <laughs> that's the time. The Texas one, the one that looks yeah, fucking was, awesome, the one yeah. that looks great. It was funded. They got their their investment from the Saudi government, like thirty percent of it or something. They they look they look beautiful. So I wasn't able to fucking. I'm not gonna be able to play the Metal Slug game. I'm not gonna be able to. I didn't play the open beta for for fucking Diablo two because I'm staying true to my word. Mm, what I else? <laughs> what else? Fair Ubisoft team, games. <laughs> but I mean, we don't really play those anyway. Well, I, I play both of them. I, I mean, I grew up with Metal Slug, man. I never beat it though, which is sad. What? They're like thirty-minute long arcade games. Like you spend twelve quarters in in the game. Twelve. Over and exactly. Lunch. They easy. were quarter munchers. They're not they easy, were absolute bro. Quarter munchers. Sometimes you sometimes you put a quarter in, you die instantly. Like twelve instantly. was a lot for me. Okay. Twelve quarters was a lot. Twelve I'm quarters just... would weigh your pockets down. Like that would make walking hard. Twelve, twelve. Quarters... I remember back in the day, five dollars was like, oh my god, five dollars, five dollars and quarters. Whew. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't would really That's piss lunch money. That's going mm-hmm. to the spill out to get some 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 uh, slice of pizza and, and a quarter soda. You adjust for inflation, and that's that's like a surgery <laughs> money. <laughs> oh my god. Everything for the surgery. Please buddy. fund us for a panel in Europe. When I am lying on my deathbed, <laughs> dying of whatever health problem could have been prevented with more surgery money, I'm going to think back on how my mom was right not to let me try to play Metal Slug with 12 quarters in my pockets. And how I could have saved those 12 quarters for, for surgery later. <laughs> I think yeah. you did. You became a cheapskate in the future and barely ever bought video games. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Let's actually answer a listener question. Yes. So, Scotland aside, Herringbone. Herringbone. Dear, Dear Dad, Dad and Sons. Sons. Wow, look at that echo. Do, do you want to try? Do you want to try to, to sync, sync up and Ooh. make like a creepy... Yeah, yeah, let's give it a uh, yeah. Oh I'll, god! I'll, oh god! Three. Oh god! Okay, Ugh. we're gonna start with the word "we." Okay, Liam? let's make this interesting. Yeah. Okay. Wait, do you want to do a trio with Matt? Oh yeah, Matt, you can be yeah. the base. Matt, be the base. All the dads high. and sons will All read right. the question at the same time on three, two, one, go. Okay. It's like our sync. Yeah, and we're gonna begin on three on on okay. we <laughs> on we. So on three, we. two, one, we. Okay. Three, two, one. We, we have had, had city, city builders, builders hospital builders, builders, prison builders, and theme park builders. builders. What <laughs> is a builder game, game that, and that you, you would, would like, like to see, see and why? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Herringbone. No, it's not. I think bad. we smashed it. Yeah. I yes yes. Discord lag aside. As uh, as 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 someone who who got the privilege to look at it at it early, I uh, I, I I think I can start us off by suggesting that uh, someone finally have the guts to go and do it and make public school tycoon <laughs> to where you have to play as as no, whoever or whatever god manages the schools. They're making it. Hell yeah! About fucking time. Wait wait okay. What was it? It was announced recently. The guys who made theme 
uh, theme point hospital, the new one by Sega. They're making a school one. They're making a school. Guys, do you think? Okay, serious question. Yeah. Will they have a school shooter in this? (laughs) Oh no. Oh no! There's a lot of reasons why I don't think this has been done, and I fear I fear like fear of the kids committing violence is one. You know, it's already like edgy enough that they built a prison builder, but I feel like if someone builds a school builder, there's a hell of a lot of uncomfortable questions that are going to come up. I know bullying has to be there, right? Like, like, or if it's a high school, if the kids are like like teenagers, are they going to sneak off to the bathroom to like smoke and and bang and stuff like? You know, the nasty adult things that teenagers do? Like, yeah. are they going to form gangs and have, have rumbles in the parking lot? Are there going to be bomb threats? So, Two Point Campus, as it's called, the, oh, the, the school building system, is made by Two Point Studios, which are a British studio. So I can think of safely say there will be no school shooting in this version. It's also called campus, so that makes me think that maybe it's a, a like a college or college. a university, and that's not what yeah, I was picturing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a game. That would be way better. Yeah, to be honest. I, I mean, taste wise, but I think that like on a on the more positive note, if you got a kid to play a game where they build a school and manage a school and have to like make hard decisions about how to allocate the budget and how to placate nosy parents and how to set up the the problematic kids to succeed. Like if they could put themselves in that role, it would be a very powerful teaching moment for kids that would like really clue them in to where they are in the world at that moment and what kind of institution they're in. And also what the potential for interactive entertainment as art could be in the first place. Like I feel like a kid who grows up playing a, a school builder might not grow up to be a, 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 you know, games aren't art type of pseudo-neo-Nazi character. <laughs> games aren't... Is that still a conversation? I'm sure it is somewhere out there. I mean, I know that, that you want to believe those days are over, but I swear on my Twitter feed, I can open up a tab and see the same garbage from half a decade ago still happening. I, it's the same. It's the same way. Every sometimes I talk to these white guys, and they they think racism has been over for years. <laughs> After the past year we've had, yes. Okay. It says all. It all depends on your environment. I think it all depends on your environment. A hundred percent. I imagine American more than anything, right? Because you're more segregated. And yeah, that would be one of the uncomfortable questions if you were to make this game. Like, because I mean, in real life, you hate to see it. I hated to see it, but there absolutely was like, like a black kid lunch table in the cafeteria that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like enforced by the teachers or anything, but the kids were still segregating. They they automatically just feel safer or there's like little things that happen. Little things that kids pick up on from their parents that the parents don't even, might even know, benefit of the doubt, that they bring to school. It's just kind of, it's kind of the way it is. It's crazy how ingrained it is. I don't want to go on the subject, but it's crazy how ingrained it is in in a lot of things. It's creepy and it's terrifying in a video game presenting those problems in a systemic way that like deconstructs all of those issues down to currencies, the players trading and, and managing, I feel could be a really powerful work of fucking art. I, I, I don't I don't know if they would go that route, though. I it would take know. balls. It would take balls. I would love to see someone try. 
you just see mostly white males making this stuff. Yeah. That's the that it, it 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 it's the same thing where I talk about NFTs, right? Like I'm heavy into that the past three months. Yeah. It's just mostly white males. It's mostly white males always into mostly everything from the beginning. That's that's just kind of how, how it is. That's just that's just the reality of it. So like them they can't really dip in their toe into something like serious, like something that's actually, you know, gonna make a statement. Because Yes, there there are not just black people, but you know, Indian and Asian and yeah. all these other other people out there and all of that plays into school and I just don't I just mm-hmm. I don't know if they have the knowledge, the the experience, you know, to do that. Not to prejudge them. I don't know their team. I don't know how they look like. So it would I take can... a lot of research and consultation. But yes. oh man, what a powerful message it could send if after your 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 campaign you you get an epilogue screen that tells you how the kids in your school grew up to be and how much of an impact you had on their future 20 years later in life. How devastating it would be to see if you trying to to make all the right decisions and save the money and placate the nosy parents ends up negatively impacting them. Or how inspiring it might be to see that something you did helped a crappy school full of kids who otherwise would have grown up to be crappy adults if you managed to, like, actually turn them around and, and give them some skills and inspiration. I feel like a lot, of, a lot of really good emotions and really scary life lessons and important life lessons could be taught through a game like that 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 would deconstruct a lot of mysteries about how society works and how how money gets spent on on people and how kids turn out to be certain kinds of adults. I'm I'm shivering thinking about how many places it could go. It's it's like you want you want the game to be made by like uh uh, uh a black Jonathan Blow or something. Black <laughs> Maxis. <laughs> Willem Wright. <laughs> I, I I there's there's I haven't heard that guy in a while. Jonathan Blow, where is he at? Making his own game engine. <laughs> Sim City doesn't d- definitely looks at, at 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 urban planning from from a, a idealistic, kid friendly, libertarian. Oh, capitalism actually works if you work hard enough, kids. Perspective, but it still is a really important learning experience in my life as a child. I had no clue, like where I was, why my neighborhood was all houses instead of businesses, like why there wasn't a convenience store directly across the street from the house. I I didn't know about zoning laws. I didn't know how power plants and power lines worked until I played SimCity as a kid. And uh, like Banished is also a really good like economics teacher, like like teaching you how the food can come from a field, go into a warehouse, get distributed to people, and people can still starve to death even though there's enough food if the chain of distribution is not set up correctly. Like this is this is a genre of game that 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 can blow the mystique of abstract social forces wide open in in beneficial ways. Like like yeah, yeah doing a, a global warming and sieve, mm. like uh, having to to decide if you want to build a flood wall. Or um, <laughs> or just raise the city and settle inland instead. Yeah, it is weird how you can learn, you know, stuff from this. So the school one is interesting as well, considering the certain... I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's the realities that American school children face. So why would that not be something? Obviously, 
from a business standpoint, that would never happen because you wouldn't be able to get a, an age rating for your game any less than 18, and it's a city builder. Therefore, that would make things difficult. But, you know... They somehow managed to make The Sims with a T rating, no less. And that game really is creepy when you think about it. Yeah, that's comedic violence, though. There's nothing comedic violent about that other thing. In terms of other interesting things, I think with City Builders, I mean, Game Dev Story is great as a mini, not City Builder, but, you know, Studio Builder for making games and stuff theme park world was always good you've got the zoo tycoon games were always good what are the types of like like amusement could you make well there's all a lot of business simulators out there Mm. that are you know always 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 way simplistic and sugar-coated from the real thing running your own japanese real estate company having to give kickbacks to the yakuza for land scary life lessons to teach the kids too (laughs) you're not allowed to plow through this shrine because it has buddhist significance oh man if you if if a game of sim city took place in greece or rome and uh you had to like stop your subway building every time they hit some ancient ruins and then spend two extra years like calling the museum back and forth to figure out who has rights to the land and whether i don't know why why am i (laughs) Why am I getting exciting thinking of Roman subway builder? <laughs> All right. Yonathan Umir has one for, for Liam. Liam, for I believe enough time has passed. What is the video game equivalent of It's Coming Home? <laughs> I have no idea how many people will get that reference. <laughs> I have to look it up. Dude, did you look up the correct thing? Maybe I'm going down the list now. I think it's the first time in my life I've heard of this. Oh, it's about football. I, oops, I mean football. soccer. European football. It's about football. It's it's specifically about England and football. Very specifically. It is a song from 1996. Yeah. For the Euro 96 by Battle and Skinner. It's called three lions and it's a very famous song in the uk it's about england being terrible at football having one moment of glory and how we wish we could reclaim (laughs) that and every time we go to a tournament it's always like is it coming home because obviously you know england is the presumed home of football because that's where the sport was invented and england are obviously a very big player in the soccer world because of the premier league it's coming home is this motto of like is it finally coming home? And in the summer, there was the Euro 2020 tournament and England got to the final and we were beat by Italy. And the whole <laughs> and what people don't realize, I think, is that the whole of England stops for football, whether you like it or you're not or you don't. It Was stops. there a, a moment of mourning, national mourning? Uh, pretty much. I mean, Flags actually, no. They, no, it was just a whole bunch of shitty people being shitty. Um, oh, but, whoa, that sounds like loaded euphemism for riots and crime. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Oof. But It's Coming Home is a line from the song. So it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. If I was to do it in a louty voice. The idea of, I think, a video game equivalent of It's Coming Home is maybe a video game announcement 
every year you expect to be announced and you're like waiting in anticipation and excitement that maybe at E3 or Gamescom or Tokyo Game Show that that game will be announced. It's, it's coming. It's finally coming. It's coming home. You know, we had it, you know, back in the 90s. It was so great. And oh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do it this time, boys. We're going to fucking do it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's one happening right now, actually. What? Uh, the, the Silent Hills anticipation and, and Bluepoint and Abandon and having nothing to do that, with Silent Hills. Yeah, yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. There's this vocal minority of fans who swear yeah. up and down that it's coming. I would say Elden, Elden Ring was the other one mm-hmm. earlier this year until the trailer. And then in recent history, I think it's The Last Guardian and the Final Fantasy VII Remake. They're the two. And back in the good old days, before the world went to hell, it was Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> Before Duke Nukem Forever finally came out and wasn't that great. Yeah, Starfield, maybe the next uh, Elder Scrolls, possibly. I can't really think of anything else. But uh, yeah, definitely The Last Guardian and the Final Fantasy VII Remake, that one E3 where they both were announced in the same E3. Alongside Shenmue 3, those uh, are the types of announcements and games <laughs> I think it's coming home, right? You, oh, this is the year. This is our year, boys. And we're going to win this year. <laughs> Man, I, I I, will say out loud that I am kind of feeling that with Elder Scrolls Six. I know why it's taking 10 years. I know I got chewed out for, for the, the, the bitching about it. For non-understanding game developers. But, but it, see, the, that teaser came out in 2018. We know it's in some sort of 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 being worked on state this whole time and that was already four <laughs> years ago and as much as it is fun to pick on them for for being shallow games for normies i'm still a big fan of the series it got me into history and 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 modding to an extent and walking simulators and the bike trip i went on so like i'm anticipating seeing a real thing for that and it's been a while and they used to come out like clock, not like clockwork, but they used to come out every four to six years fairly reliably. So there you go. I think that's what the uh, it's coming home equivalent is. But as always, we will suffer through the disappointment and revel in that glory. I, for one, am not going to be looking forward to another Metal Gear. It's time to move on. Any fans who who like are constantly anticipating Metal Gear Six, I think, are off their horses. Fans who are anticipating a Metal Gear Solid One remake by Blue Point, I think, might be a little more reliable in their betting. But man, the Silent Hills MGS Six stuff, I just that just that just strikes me as such blatant fanboyism that I thought we had would have moved past by now in uh, video game fan circles. Matt, is there anything you're perpetually looking forward to that may never come out? Um, Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> Were they making a game out of that? Thousand days. One thousand days of no chapter. Dude, it's never going to come out. Or did they stop the anime? I thought it was fairly popular. They stopped the anime. It's the manga. Yeah, it was extremely popular. Yeah. What happened? He's very sick. He has persistent backache, and he's had like ten surgeries on his back. Is that the reason, or he he's oh, just tired? Yeah. He's just tired. Uh, a bit of both, I think. You know, he wants to make Hunter Hunter. He said, you know, does there's he so much there? Does he? Though, 
but it, yeah, I can't help but think there's a little bit of like sadness to this this world of Japanese mangas and animes that go on for like 30, 40 years up until the guy who made it dies. Yeah, so he's looking that way. It might be kind of a, a, a really modern American way of looking at it. Because thinking back in history, like I believe the Don Quixote novels kept getting made until the original author died. Uh, Joffrey Chaucer, I don't think, ever finished Canterbury Tales until after his death. Like, hundreds of years ago in Western history, stuff like that was going on. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be talking anymore, and I should move on to the next one. <laughs> Chemo Force says, Help! There are people on my Twitter feed saying the gun sounds in Halo Infinite are bad because they're not like the ones in Modern Warfare 2009. I think instead of going for loud, realistic gun sounds, a gun sound effect should telegraph its role in the game. Like how pistols go pew-pew, assault rifles go pew-pew, but really fast, and shotguns go kablammo, with differences between each gun of the same time to better emphasize what they're about. Uh, what are your thoughts on this matter? What are some games with gun sounds you really like, and why? Halo weapons are not real, therefore why the fuck would they sound like real guns? If you want real guns, play a game with real guns. Halo's a sci-fi game. It has needle launchers. Mm -hmm. Why would you care? Mm -hmm. If it sounds good, and Chemo has a great point, they should sound like they have distinct personalities. Yes. Why would you care? That is why you would care, so that you know what kind of bad guy you're going up against when you approach them from a distance. As Hunt Showdown demonstrates beautifully. Oh boy. Every gunshot in Hunt Showdown sounds distinct. You can hear it across the whole map. How long it takes to echo will clue you into how far of a distance they are and how muffled it sound clues you into how much scenery is around the gunshot. And, and that game is absolutely a showcase of what sort of tactical advantages a player can gain from having distinct noises for every distinct gun and how and where it's fired in. But why don't the guns in Hunt Showdown sound like assault rifles from Modern Warfare games, George? Tell me. Well, maybe what we're really finding out is that Modern Warfare doesn't bother with all that stuff and might actually have some stuff to glean from it. And I feel like the science fiction ones, like Advanced Warfare, as opposed to Modern Warfare, what was it, Infinite Warfare, actually did that thing where every gun sounds very different from each other. And I think those were the ones that were kind of sort of better reviewed up until the Modern Warfare 2009 Warzone reboot stuff was happening. The, the Call of Duty series was in a lull for a while after those more science fiction fantastical games had more distinct gun sound effects. But man, oh man, that's really important to have in a shooter, though, in general, is good gun sound effects. Remember the first Halo Infinite trailer and how iffy it looked and how i thought it looked fine up until i heard the gun sound effects and then i was like oh yeah i see what the gamers are complaining about now but halo has its own distinct sounds anyway right so why would you want to change that like they're sci-fi weapons that have like they sound more like laser weapons right yes the br and whatever sounds like a sniper rifle or whatever and it'll still sound distinct yes like like even the gunpowder weapons will definitely sound different from each other why would you want them to sound like generic freaking guns from another game? I hate it if I am playing a shooter and all the guns sound the same as one another. One of the biggest problems I have with the Call of Duty franchise is that the older games had really bad gun sound effects where it sounded like an automatic gunfire was just like crinkling paper and the microphone. Like this is what this is what a, a, a shocking battlefield sounded like in the first three Call of Duty games. There's just paper crinkling in the background. It was they didn't sound threatening. Yeah, sound I is agree. important. 
It, it is very important. Yeah. I enjoyed Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefield sound design is is fucking fantastic too. Yeah, Bad Company, all that. Like, yeah, inside of a hall, a hall, and you hear gunshots. Like the way it echoes through the the hallways. Dude, you hear the the clinks of the shells yeah. hitting the floor from the it's, other side of the hall. It's really good. It's really good. I I I wish every game was up to the par of that. I wish, but no game does. Like every game is just like, uh, sound design. Uh, it sounds good enough. It, it's fine. You know, I am of the opinion that Call of Duty sound design is not where they're putting the budget, but it sounds like no. Call of Duty has enough fans to create a Twitter feed saying that it's the other way around. When really what you're witnessing is the false impression of a consensus that the proportions of internet size versus internet communications creates. Very, very small amounts of people are saying this chemo for us. They're just a large portion of your feed. Yeah. But man, good gunshot sound design is just like, as much as I've like tired of typical legacy genres, as much as I'm like tired of video game violence being the primary means of interaction, like if they nail the sound design, it just, it feels good in a way that the physiology of my brain agrees with. <laughs> I can't discount good kinesthetics even when it's used 99% of the time to shoot someone in the face and not much else. What about good melee noises? What games... I can think of, like, Condemned Criminal Origins. I can't really... Sekiro. You think Sekiro had, had that Ghost going on? Ghost of Tsushima. Games that, you know, are focused entirely on their melee combat for the most part. Well, come to think of it, From Software does. Bloodborne, I thought, had incredible sound design. How many wet, slimy noises? You can hear with me just saying the words Dark Souls armor roll. You can yeah. hear the sound of that in your like ear. A, like, like a jingling coin purse. <laughs> like the the slow plodding. And the fat, yeah, the fat roll. Yeah, chink, yeah, chink, yeah. Chink, you, can, you can hear it. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, important, right? But it's distinctive, and I think that's really important. Not every game has to sound the same. It lets you know you hit the button correctly. Speaking of good sound design, <laughs> you have just finished listening to what I'm sure is an audible feast. A mad, the, the highest quality of okay podcast quality. An okay audible feast. <laughs> uh we uh we 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 try though, don't we? <laughs> Thanks for for listening through through Thanks this for point. Thanks staying with us. Yeah, we'll be doing a um, hangout next uh, Monday on the thirtieth. That will actually be happening after the episode comes out, so it won't be obsolete to uh, say as a reminder right now. Yeah, we're going to be doing a um, AMA hangout for uh, Patreon upper tier listeners on uh, Monday, August thirtieth. Uh, what we usually do is is try to uh, come up with a list of questions people have asked before or topics they want us to talk about and then maybe have a video game in the background. What ends up happening every time, though, is we just have conversations with the fans for for hour and a half to two hours in that block. It's it's always a, a good, clean, wholesome, fun time. Ask me about my Monday if you're there. Wow. Just ask me how it's going. Yeah. Just ask if I'm still standing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because technically won't it be early tuesday morning for you if it's monday afternoon for us is it tuesday morning oh 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 okay well if you're there 
with me at that time, you'll be celebrating. Oh, celebrating. I guess that... I guess You'll that be now. celebrating oh. for a very specific reason. <laughs> Big oh, shit. news. If Big all goes to plan. News. Coming in hot. Monday. So, so, so pay attention. Drink your Ovaltine. Uh, follow the Dad and Sons Twitter feed. Um, um, subscribe to the Patreon and get those Ovaltine crackers because those are fucking good. And uh, join the Discord if you haven't. Um, and we'll we'll see you next week after the big news and the Patreon hangout and uh, <laughs> the secrets will be revealed. Yeah. Woo!